Hello once again to the Lead Today podcast, which we have called Today Counts. My name is Jim Piper, and today I want to encourage you to dive in with me and consider the topic of influence. Lloyd Lewan. Lloyd Lewan and his brother, as I understand it, uh, started the business machine company called Lewan and Associates in the Denver, Colorado area. It was very successful and I believe eventually sold it to Xerox. Lloyd Lewan was also uh, very involved in a Semester at Sea. If you have never heard of that, it is a fascinating idea of putting uh, all kinds of college students on a cruise ship and going port to port in a semester, adding that to their curriculum. I can also imagine the challenges that that might have brought. And uh, Dr. Lawan, Lloyd Lawan, pulls from all of those experiences in life to describe himself as somebody who is moderate in his views. Lloyd Lewan had an incredible impact on my life, still does. He wrote a book, which I'm now holding in my hands by the title of To Be a Leader, the subtitle Leadership Beyond Management, Lloyd S. Lewan. Uh, he was also gracious enough to invite me to lunch uh, many times at his favorite uh, restaurant, and we would break bread together, and he would simply dump into my life. And I appreciate that to this very day. I, when I walk away from that table, um, I felt this was a man of grace. Um, this was a man of wisdom. And as he would personally describe himself, a man of moderation. Vision and focus when it comes to leadership certainly gets the ball rolling. Vision meaning, you know, that guiding star and, and focus uh, is really the application, the, the, the shorter-term goals and, and whatnot. Um, but without consistent, consistent influence, whether you're talking about being a mom, a dad, a middle manager, an entrepreneur, or a corporate leader, some kind of politician, what, 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 whatever, a pastor, what, whatever your role, you will not be able to sustain the wear and tear of the journey for you or your followers without influence, without influence. And if you're new to the leadership game, then you're just going to have to try to trust us on this. But if you've got a few miles on your chassis, I can hear you even right now saying, amen, brother, amen. It is so true. Yeah. So there's a difference between leading well for a season and sustaining good leadership over a period of time. And really the, the grease, if you will, uh, the oil, the lubricant uh, for these leadership journeys is influence. Influence essentially builds trust. And when people trust you, they have been influenced by your sincerity and constant behavior. Now, what I'm going to share with you uh, comes directly from Dr. Lloyd Lewan's book. And in his book, he has a section called The Ten Commandments of Influence um, in the book that I described earlier. I'm going to read those Ten Commandments, but they have impacted me so much 
over the meals that we shared together, even more so than the book. You know, you the book is great, but you get so much more out of a relationship. They have impacted me so much that I have created my own commentary of these Ten Commandments. But first, let me read the Ten Commandments to you uh, slowly, and we'll see how much time we have left and how much I can get done in one short podcast. So here they are, the Ten the Ten Commandments of Influence according to Dr. Lloyd Lawan. Number one, value people genuinely and make sure they know it. Make sure they know it. Number two, separate behavior from worth. Number three, speak in your own voice. Number four, seek an improved batting average, not perfection or comparison with others. Number five, spend as much time on the how and on the when as on the what. Uh, Where am I at? I think number six, demonstrate grace under pressure. Number seven, fire people or help them. Number eight, listen to people. Number nine, keep your eye on the faithful. Keep your eye on the faithful. And number 10, help people gain perspective and context for their work, their mission, their lives, and their messes. So as I said on the top of these, at the beginning of these 10 commandments, they have impacted me uh, so much that I've written my own commentary. So if you would grace me, allow me to talk through each of these uh, Ten Commandments, I would be grateful. So the first one is value people genuinely and make sure they know it. You see, some of us are very relational and some of us are more task-oriented. I admit it, I'm task-oriented. I would lie if I said otherwise. If you stop me in the hallway, I'm probably on my way to something, and uh, I'm not always um, interpersonally aware. That is a shortcoming of of my own. I'm trying to get better at that. I'll be turning 62 here pretty soon, so you would think that I would be a learner of that. Hopefully, I am. And uh, for those who are task-oriented, others are not always aware of your concern for them. What they don't know is how much you think about them, how much you care about them, how much you might even pray for them. They often don't know it because we don't demonstrate it in any outward way. So to change this, you need to block time. Now, if you're task-oriented, you you know what I'm talking about. Blocking time is a positive thing. We love to block time so that we can invest relationally with our team and genuinely uh, begin to invest and connect. Even though you tend to think in terms of work accomplishments, begin to see this as a work priority at the top of your list, and you'll be surprised how much better you'll see results from your team. Stephen Covey would call that blocking time for that uh, purpose quadrant two. Um, Important, not urgent, but important. The second commandment is separate behavior from worth. Uh, Leadership can be a frustrating thing when those who work uh, with us display 
poor behaviors and frankly, don't perform. And discipline is required on our parts as leaders in order to separate the worth and value of a human being from their behaviors, from their actions. So good leadership then demonstrates respect for the person while confronting the issue, the poor performance or poor behavior. So we're really careful by not using the word you, for example, in a derogatory term. What we can say is that this, this performance here is, is unacceptable. Uh, this performance here affects people in a negative way. This performance here causes negative outcomes. And by speaking in that term, you're not saying you are not this or you are doing that. And, and that's an important piece. And, and I wish Dr. Lawan were here so that he can go into that a little bit more. But a leader has to work diligently to keep the conversation focused on performance, not personal value. So we've covered two so far. Value people genuinely and make sure they know it. Number two, separate behavior from worth. Number three, speak in your own voice. Now, this might be the number one weakness that we encounter in our work with leaders. Uh, I'm talking about lead today. Uh, we see it uh, way too often and it creates distrust. And distrust spreads when leaders cannot speak in their own voice on behalf of the organization. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, when one blames decisions on those above, you know, when we say, well, you know, I agree with you, John, but, you know, that's what the boss says, or that's what, that's what um, uh, those above us say. Um, that is not speaking in your own voice. In fact, it, it demonstrates an insecurity, a lack of backbone. It, it, it demonstrates a lack of alignment. In fact, if you can't speak for the organization in a positive way, and then you probably shouldn't be working for that organization because your values are not aligned. Um, so, so when one blames decisions on those above us or beside us or below, taking no sense of ownership, it simply destroys personal and corporate influence. Sometimes it, it takes courage to stand with others in a decision. And when this happens, it breeds more respect and a sense of unity. Let me try to break this down in a more practical way. Most people push back on the how we do things. And when someone pushes back on the how we do things, it usually means that they don't understand the why behind the how. And a lot of leaders who cannot seem to speak in their own voice, uh, but blame some policy or some decision upon someone else in some sort of weird uh, uh, weak way of empathizing, that's not empathy. That's not empathy. That's a cop-out. And it's not speaking in your own voice. Not only will you lose respect in the eyes of others, but you are literally spreading cancer through the organization. And again, I'll say it again. Um, as leaders, we need, to, we need to work hard at understanding the why we, our organization does this or that so that we can then explain the how and we can say we, we, we've come to that decision, not they, but we have come to that decision. So that's what it means to speak in your own voice. 
And the fourth of influence is to seek and improve batting average, not perfection or comparison with others. Leading is about seeing things change, you know, for the good, for the better. And when evaluating and coaching followers, focus on positive things, focus on positive growth. If they are meeting the minimum standards, then encourage them uh, by complimenting them and striving for more. So continually focus your people on personal and team growth, not perfection, not perfection. All right. So that's the first four. And then here's the fifth. Speak as much. I'm not speak. I'm sorry. My mistake. Spend as much time. Spend as much time on the how and on the when as on the what. What, what, what in the world am I talking about? We're talking about decisions. Leaders are decision makers. They, they are people who do what needs to be done. They determine the what. They determine what needs to be done to the best of their ability. Uh, this, but this is only half the work. The, the other half is just as important. It, you know what? Maybe more important. I, I, I think Dr. Lewan said it to me like this. It, it was something like this. It was that, you know, Jim, most leaders are thoughtful in how they make decisions. And most of the decisions are, are at least fair, if not good, if not great. But what makes a great decision not as great, a good decision not as good, and a fair decision not, is when we don't spend enough time thinking about when to execute that decision and how to execute that decision. So in other words, most of our mistakes as leaders is not the decision itself, but the how and the when we carry it out. So how should this decision be carried out? And when would be the best time? Most leaders would agree that if you go back and think about it, that many of our mistakes, many of their mistakes, have less to do with the decision itself, the decision that they made, than the how and the when that they carried it out. So let me read you again those first five, and uh, we're going to do another podcast on the second five. The first five of the 10 commandments of influence is value people genuinely and make sure they know it, separate behavior from worth, speak in your own voice, seek and improve batting average, not perfection or comparison with others, and spend as much time on the how and on the when as on the what.